0: The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for building better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome back. World 2 a Solid 7 Podcast, a better-than-average podcast, if I do say so myself. So is not a show about nothing, but it's also not a show about any one thing each week. I invite a guest to join me here on the show and talk about whatever is going on in the world that interests us and uh it's been it's been a very uh estrogen heavy few weeks here on the podcast guess wise and so this week uh i decided to bring a little balance and just go just as manly as i possibly could uh as we welcome mr gabe martinez to the podcast welcome sir
1: hey thanks for having me here it's a pleasure.
0: Nah, glad we can do it, man. So uh, I say, just as manly, I have had Cadre DS on before, and that's a that's a tough one to top. So uh, you, I mean, you, but you might be, you might be right there with DS. That's
1: that's that's a it's a bit of a push, man. I don't know. He's a uh, he's a stud. We might have. I was, to... I was with him uh, last week in in the uh, Rogue Invitational, along with the, a few of the rest of the people in the Gora crew.
0: Nice. Yeah, we we'll, we'll have to settle that argument on the mats sometime. Maybe coming up in April. So, but regular listeners, listeners will know that uh, we're big fans of Goruck here at the Solid Seven Podcast. Of course, both founders, Jason and Emily, awesome people, have been uh, previous guests. Catrady DS has been on before, and uh, we're uh, Goruck affiliates and just big fans of Goruck's gear, Goruck's events. But it's been a while. Of course, we run a, a little a little Goruck read for our affiliate ship every every episode, but it's been a while since we went go ruck heavy and, uh, you were available. And so this seemed like the, uh, the right time to put a little, little focus on go ruck. So you and I have only ever met in, in person, uh, briefly in passing. I think Sandlot Jack is the only time we've ever really okay. met in, in person, but you are of course, these days, go ruck famous. Uh, <laughs> so listeners, if you follow me. If you follow Gorug social media, if you get on the website, you will see pictures of Gabe 100 percent without fail.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I try my best not to, but uh usually our social media uh manager, she would always peep in at scars and in need of like a model or some, some sort of uh content for, for reels and stuff like that. And I guess I just I was just in there too many count, you know. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, uh, where, where'd you, uh, where'd you get your start, man? Cause you're not originally from, uh, Jacksonville where you at now.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Born and raised in Miami. So I've been a Florida man pretty much my whole life. Um, then I joined the Navy, uh, took me places and ended up being here. Um, uh, now I work for Go Ruck. Uh, it's been, been an awesome gig. Um, been loving it
0: all of all all of school everything was in miami
1: yes yes sir um, so that
0: i mean that if you know for people that don't live in florida i mean you're kind of a florida native but really you're more a miami native at that point it's Miami's its own its own thing it is
1: south, south florida really <laughs> you know south florida is this whole other world compared to the rest of the country i would say because it's very populated with the a bunch of Cuban refugees. My dad, he's a Cuban refugee, um, legally, of course. And my mother, she's from Colombia. So it's a very it's a very huge concentration in the Hispanic culture, but mainly the Cuban culture. Yeah. You know, I, I do miss it. Uh, mainly the food. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing I miss. Um, but really, I don't, I don't miss anything much else from Miami, because it's very hot. It's always hot. It's, it's hot 365 um and people drive like animals
2: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it's it's special down there so did you, did you um like uh navy was right right out of high school you went yes
1: so i joined right out of high school um well i, I actually enlisted my junior year of high school and then i waited the whole year until i finished uh, high school and then i i left for boot camp the week after i graduated
0: was that uh, was the Navy always the plan for you?
1: Um. Yes and no. Um. I, really, I wanted to to have a sense of service to this country, whether it be the military or or the fire department or um, law enforcement. My dad's law enforcement, and he was urging me not to do law law enforcement. He also was urging me not to go to to the Marine Corps or the Army because the tip, the typical stereotype that you know you're gonna you're gonna get shot or you're gonna be in the, in the battlefield, you know, which isn't always the case. You know, I, I met a few Marines that have never touched a rifle in their life, uh, time in the military, except for, for boot camp, you know. So it it's just uh I don't know. Over over the years when I was in the the short time uh I was in the Navy, you know, I gained a lot of knowledge of just how how things worked and, and my parents took grasp of that knowledge as well. You know, it wasn't wasn't exactly what I thought it was, and near, you know, it wasn't what they thought it was either. So
0: took, took a lot out. Of... It's a little different from the recruiting posters. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, one <laughs> hundred. You know, the, yeah. the recruiters will do where they can to to get their quotas in. <laughs> uh,
0: when did when did you enlist? What year was it? That was twenty nineteen. So, okay, so for the listeners, because we're uh, we're an audio only podcast. Gabe looks roughly 15 and a half years old. Just (laughs) you've got a little peach fuzz going now you're aging up a little bit, but you know, like I said, if you go to go social media and the website and you're looking for Gabe, he's the one that looks like he needed a permission slip to (laughs) in the, in the face, in the face from there down, it looks like he could rip you apart limb from them, but in the, in the face. So, uh, how, so you were, you just separated, right?
1: Uh yes I did.
0: So three years um, in, four years in, what'd you end up doing in the Navy?
1: Uh it was just three years. Um ended up cutting it early. Um I, I got a, a medical discharge to mental health reasons, which is uh it was it was a lot going on at the time and I, I wasn't at a good spot. Um it, it was it was very hard. Yeah. So i I mean because of GoRuck, you know, I found a new place to call home, and I was actively engaged for you know setting myself up for success. I always had some kind of plan of, you know, whenever I get out of the military, I want to be financially stable at the very minimum, you know, to sustain myself and, and still be independent. You know, I didn't I didn't want to move back home with my parents, um, as much as I love them to the bottom of my heart, you know. I want to live my own life, and you know, do the things I want to do, um, as any adult should, right?
0: Yeah, yeah it should. Once upon a time, that's how we all thought. Yeah. So, were you like uh, it's We'll get into your level of fitness because it—I'm uh, not going to put it lightly. It screwed me a little bit at moments at Sandlock Jack. Your Jack's your level of fitness. We'll talk about the weight of your ruck. Uh, but uh, have you have you always been fit? Always been athletic? Like were you in, in sports in school? So in school,
1: towards high school, I was in the junior ROTC program. Um, that that's what inspired me to join the military. Uh, they they really took all the good things, just like Goruck, they took all the good things from the military and they implied it to you know build better Americans, build better citizens. You know, which yeah. is what I was all about, really. Um, that's what inspired me to join the military. Uh, when I was in the Navy, I actually, uh, you know, I actually got out of shape, gained a few pounds after boot camp, Um, cause the Navy really doesn't prioritize fitness as much as the other branches do it. In fact, last time I checked, the Navy had the highest rate of obese service members compared to the other branches and that's that's we're talking about big navy here right i'm not talking about small navy you know like like the seal teams swick eod divers the, all those folks that their 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 job is part of the job is to stay at the highest level of physical fitness yeah you know and then you have like greenside side corps men's that work with marines and some military police that obviously you know you have to stay in some sort of shape for that kind of job but on a ship, um, wasn't really like that um you know we had two very small gyms at the small ship that i was at um but at one point we used one gym as a storage unit because they they didn't see it as a priority so they used it as a storage unit because of the lack of space we had and the other one was just constantly being renovated for whatever reason usually so, for paint jobs
0: yeah so the only guys getting work out were the guys doing the renovation
1: yeah essentially or people who get off uh the ship early you know because yeah. i was an engineer uh engineers are usually the ones that stay on the ship the longest i'm talking about 10 hour work days on a good day you know 12 14 16 hour work days are normal good times yeah
0: see, <laughs> see, see the world right join the navy right yeah <laughs> Well, speaking but, of Small Navy, I got all excited about this episode, and I skipped maybe the most important part of the podcast, which is that we're fueled by Jocko Go. You're sitting there with a the Jacko Go. I'm sitting there with Jacko Go, and we haven't cracked them right? open. Let's 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 do it, man! A do little it. Small Navy toast to Jocko here. For now sure. uh, I've got. Is this your first Jacko Go?
1: No, I've had a few.
0: Okay, uh, have you had not, the thanks?
1: Try- but I take it once in a while.
0: Well, have you had the new improved flavors though?
1: I actually have it. No, I have not.
0: So the new improved, I think that's probably what you have there. It's a whole new ball game. So I've got a, uh, a pink, uh, mist lemonade here. I think you've got a Tropic Thunder. Cheers, sir. Sure, cheers. Yeah. That's the good stuff right there.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I gotta, I gotta say that one's, uh, probably my best, my favorite flavor. I do love my, my pineapple.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, the new improved are, uh, they are, in fact, new and improved. So uh, uh, so when was it? You, so right out of high school, right in, right into the Navy, uh, you know, you're, you're out on ship or whatever. How did you end up into GORUCK? How did you find out about GORUCK? Like, what kind of was your entry drug there? So
1: I found out about GORUCK just out of pure luck, you know, and it felt like things lined up for me out of pure coincidence or some kind of fate that, that just lined up for me perfectly because one day... I just, I was just bored, you know, I was just tired of sticking on my ass all day, doing nothing. Uh, after doing that already at my job, you know, I was I was so tired of doing absolutely nothing that I still kept doing nothing <laughs> when I came back home uh, to my to my barracks. So I just thought one day, you know, why not do something, I don't know, do something that not a lot of people normally do. You know, I've never really rucked in the Navy because the Navy doesn't really do that stuff unless your boots on the ground. Um, so I just bought a military pack from, from, I don't know if it was mystery ranch or Everybody stock, some, some, some brand, right. uh, like a, a duct taped uh, pig egg just threw it in there and I just humped it for a few miles, you know, um, that was cool. Then I didn't even search this up or anything. I like how to do any of this stuff. It was just knowledge I had from a few of my buddies that, that were Marines. And then one time I was on leave uh, I was back home in Miami, and then I was scrolling through my Instagram feed, and I saw uh, Goruck's uh, or Coffee or Die magazine's uh, mini documentary about pre-selection. And I just see people getting thrashed. I see this Jack dude; he looks like he's suffering, and like just like music playing in the background. I'm just here thinking to myself, "What the f- going on?" <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up because this looks awesome. Yeah, horrible, but, but definitely awesome. Uh, so I did more research on this Go Ruck because I was interested in rucking. I didn't know that was you know, there was a community out there that, that does this kind of thing except for, you know, the very small communities in the in the military itself. Uh so I did more research, kinda find out that it was down the street uh from from the base I was stationed at the whole time. You know, I I was here in Jacksonville for about a year already when I found out about uh go ruck. And uh, then I did my first event that same month in April. It was the uh, tribe reunion uh basic and uh, and tough, so it was a basic then a tough like got to progressively harder, and the weight standard was forty five pounds for the males and 30 pounds for the females. so gosh then <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean you, you, I, I was with you when you said basic, and then when you said basic and tough, I mean, you want to talk about diving into the deep end oh yeah and-
1: i i I wanted to do something that was. That was really hard. I mean, beforehand, I, I, there was also this uh, group called North Florida Tattoo Athletes. It's ran by uh, uh, Coast Guard rescue swimmer. Um, he he pretty much trains uh, civilians who are looking forward to to those pipelines. Who are yeah. looking to those pipelines? So it was a lot of swimming and then uh, a lot of running, some PT, and then we did a, a long training day, which is like twelve hours. So that that kind of got me in the mindset and the physical preparedness of you know, doing my first event. And even to this day I still feel like I, I just gutted the whole thing out. <laughs> yeah. So
0: you know? well and so. for the for the listeners that aren't familiar with Go Ruck or maybe haven't ever done an event, reunion events are not your average event. um oh, no. It's you know it's the reunion events are they're they're kind of incorporated I think at this point. I don't know if this will be it's that's how it was last year where it's incorporated in a sandlot jack. So I don't know yeah, if it'll
1: as hard but...
0: Yeah, but uh, the you get it's it's GORUCK's homecoming. If you've uh, if you're uh, in the GORUCK Tribe program, or if you've completed events before, everybody's welcome to come and do the reunion events. And there, there's some extra good living at the reunion events. Yes, sure, indeed. So, I mean, you could have started with harder things, but not much harder.
1: Right. I mean, my first heavy, I did it uh, with 45 pounds. That was a dumb idea. Uh, I thought I thought to myself, "Oh, I did my first two events with almost no training, and I managed to do it with 45 pounds. Uh, I did a, a basic tough afterwards for Memorial Day with 45 pounds, and I thought, you know, let's do a heavy now. You know, let's just do a whole HTV. Um, it was Cadre Cleve and Cadre Hand um, that ran it. It was for D Day uh, over in DC." Seventy seventh anniversary for D-Day so I did the heavy with a 45 pound plate and I was hurting (laughs) I was hurting really badly especially towards the end and as we transitioned to the tough I I actually switched back to a 30 pound plate (laughs) I brought it with me just in case I had doubts which yeah I I had doubts indeed (laughs) like I, I, I I may or may not finish this whole thing and get my bolts with a 45 pound plate but
0: I know I could definitely do it with a thirty pound
1: plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So,
0: so, so some background for listeners, since it's been a while since we've hit on go ruck. So, if you haven't looked it up, just from hearing me talk about it on the podcast, um, hey, you can get a. We'll we'll do the short version because you can go back, listen to the podcast uh, with Emily McCarthy, listen to the podcast with Jason McCarthy, listen to the podcast with Catrady Diaz, and you can get a lot of of go ruck information there. But so rucking, like Gabe described when he got his start, throw. Any old pack, throw a grocery bag on your back, put some weight in it, and go for a walk, and you're rucking. That's that's rucking at its most basic. You're out moving, you've got some weight on you. It doesn't have to be a lot, doesn't have to be fancy, and you can get out and ruck. But you can you can start to get a little more advanced with it. And so Go Ruck was founded initially as a as a company making gear, and uh, turned into uh, you know R and D, turned into events, turned into uh, what Go Ruck is now. So there's all these different events that you can do. Um, and they're all really based, um even the quote unquote easiest ones uh, are based uh, on special forces training and special operations training. So, um, what those guys go through, and i I guess gals, depending, <laughs> uh, you know, we've seen it on TV. You see it in the movies. there's there's specials on it now. So these go Ruck events are intended to be a a little taste of that. And some are more intimidating than others. We've talked a lot on here about. Um, star courses, which are just a ton of fun, And I think the perfect entry drug to to go ruck. If you're intimidated by all this, but you want a little taste of that real kind of special forces training, you can you can go do an, a basic event, and then uh, from there you can move on to a challenge, and then there's heavies, and then there's some other things which uh, we'll really get into before we're done here. If you really if you want the that that real real taste. And uh, they're all there. So you're always doing with weight on your back. And so there's all the events, there's weight requirements based on, uh, rather you're male or female and how much you weigh. Uh, and then if you're feeling a little extra, like Gabe, you just carry the heaviest thing you can find.
1: <laughs> I don't recommend it whatsoever, but you know, if, if you need to feel a little something and it's not working for you, then you can always go heavier, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. And Michael Easter, who wrote the, uh, the comfort crisis, uh, hashtag Michael, come on the podcast whenever you want. Um, but, uh, he does some great breakdowns in his social media where he's really been getting into the science of rucking lately. Uh, he's talked with Peter at T about it. And if you're like, Oh, how much weight should I use? How much should I be training with? If you want to try out rucking outside of a go ruck event, he's like, just recently he broke down the math of here's how much weight like, maybe you should use or the max weight, and that's that's good stuff, and that's easy um, to go and find. So when your your first event was that basic and tough, when was that? That like was you... uh,
1: April of
0: 2021. Gosh. Dude, it feels like you've just been around GORUCK forever. Like, it doesn't feel like it's...
1: It has felt like a journey, in, even though it's only been just a bit over a year, Um year and a half at this point. But... You know, a lot has happened in the past year and a half. <laughs> like it's, you know, in and out of go ruck. You know, it's just a lot of things has happened in my life yeah. that, uh, just completely took a huge turnaround. You know.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, what is it like? You know, you started doing that little bit of rucking on your own. You see and you hear about these go ruck events, right? Like it's. I don't want to say there's two. I don't know that there's a clear cut like two kinds of people in the world. But I think most people fall into two camps, like you see and hear about something like Go Ruck you maybe you see one of Go Ruck's promo videos, and most people you either look at that and go, "I really want to do that or or I really want to know if i can i want to find out if I can do that, uh, which I think either one's a good place to be in, or there's the there's no way I'm ever going to do that what is wrong with these people so would you like had you been into stuff like this before? Not really, right? No, not
1: at all. I mean, I I just craved for something hard, you know, something very challenging, very difficult. Um, you know, I'm I'm a very uh, religious man myself, and you know, I put my hopes and prayers into into finding something that's worth challenging, you know, because um, I was I was kind of deprived from that. Um, During my time in the military, it it was a different challenge of its own, but I I really wanted to feel the physical and the mental, you know, so lo and behold, this, this, this company, this community has just never existed. Now all of a sudden, all of a sudden just existed in my life, you know, and it's, it's, it's very weird how, how life can, can work things out in mysterious ways, you know? Yeah.
0: Were you? Did you go to that first event solo? Like nobody went with you. You weren't going with anybody else. You just found it and signed up. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, I, I did go to so so HQ does a ruck club every Tuesday evenings um, and every Friday mornings. Um, so I went to the Tuesday uh, evening uh, workout that we did. It was at the beach, and that's why I met right off the bat. I met Jason, Rich, Mocha, uh, Roger Sparks, DS. Because they're all the cadre for the event that same week. Um, so that was my first Ruck club um, event, I guess you can say. And then the same week, I did the the basic and then the tough. I didn't really know anyone that was doing it. I just was out, I just texted in the group chat and just said, "Hey, uh, we need a team weight I have a pig egg, you know." And uh, I ended up not bringing the pig egg. A, 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 a buddy of mine that that I made friends with that same weekend, he made a pig egg and it was pretty cool. He had like all the the branches, uh, logos on it, and it had like a goruk logo in the back of it as well. So it was it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, that's
1: very um, pretty, pretty. Probably I would say like one of the best uh, one of the best uh, team wastes we had.
0: Yeah. And so this is all still uh, while you're in the navy, right? Because you just separated here recently, right? Yeah.
1: Yes, uh, it was. I was still in the navy. Um, this whole COVID stuff was still fresh in the air. Um, yeah, it was. It was the middle of my of my my time in. Um, yeah, I I I really wanted to look for something just different, you know, something different, something hard. Yeah. I I it was almost like a a no brainer for me to sign up for for that event. Was, right.
0: So now you're 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 working at GoRuck. You're actually at H. Stepped outside. You're at HQ right now. Yeah. What are you doing up there now?
1: Uh, so right now I'm working for Stars. Um, just got hired officially this past month, uh, in October. I did work for them unofficially part time, uh, as I was transitioning out. Um, uh, because I, I one I wanted to get some experience in, uh, and get the rhythm going, and also get a good word in. Uh, and two, I also wanted to be productive as I was transitioning out, cause, cause during that whole time you're transitioning out, you're not really doing much except checking in to command uh twice a day and and doing some paperwork. Sometimes you just check in twice a day and then you just go home. Uh, so it was a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Um. So I I wanted to to be productive and set set myself up for success. Um, yeah. For so sure. like for about three months. I was working for them unofficially and then uh, around October uh, this past, this past month, I got hired officially uh, as a scars tech.
0: That's awesome, man. So uh, listeners again, you like scars is for, uh, any other, uh, business, it would probably be recalled, called like, I don't know, customer service, repair department, all kinds of things rolled into one. Uh, but, uh, GORUCK makes the absolute toughest gear in the world uh, and somehow people still manage to break it, which boggles my mind but when they do, you just clean it first, for the love of God clean it first oh, uh, <laughs> and then uh, you ship it off to Jack's Beach uh, and it comes back to you like new, maybe a little better
1: Yes sir, please, please uh, flip those rucks inside out and uh, you know, clean the bottom of those rucks <laughs> You ever text, get upset, uh, yeah. small things, like that, you know, and it's just one less thing to to deal with. Because uh, very recently we've been we've been crushing the queue. Um, we've been crushing the queue for our repairs. Our repair queue has gone down to less than a week, and our custom queue at, at the moment is uh, around six week turnaround.
2: Nice. So we've, yeah, that... we've,
1: uh, we've we've. We've moved at, at the pace of our own aggression and right. we've been very you know, we we also hired two new techs and they've been crushing it. Um I, I'd say they're crushing it more than I am. Because <laughs> they're 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 very hungry and,
0: and that's one yeah. of the things that's that's awesome and I feel like somewhat unique to Goruk is that customization process, which is a newer option here in the last few years where scars in addition to making repairs to gear, you're like you want an extra handle? You want drain holes? You, I mean, just about if you can think of it, uh, and it's made out of the right materials, they can do it and add it for you, and you you ship it off. And of course, you know it comes at a you know there's price tag on it, but they'll they'll get it done for you, which is such a cool option to have.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, you know, you mainly pay for the labor that puts into into these customizations, not not really the materials or or the customization itself, because you know, we, we do take time to disassemble the ruck without messing it up, uh, and putting onto customization and reassembling everything without obviously damaging your ruck. And that, yeah. that takes time and patience and good attention and detail, a lot of quality control and quality assurance that, that that goes into that.
0: Yeah, the the reason Gabe and I were were chuckling the inside joke there on the cleaning your ruck is You know, the kinds of events, the kind of things people do with go rucks gear, you know, it involves mud and sand and, you know, God knows what else. And, uh, you know, when you're, when your ruck needs repair, when you go on, like everything about scars says, please clean your gear before you send it. And then as you're like filling out an online form, it's like, did you clean your gear? And when you click, yes, I feel like there's two or three more steps of like, but did you really? Okay. honest (laughs) to God, you cleaned your gear. So like, you really got to verify like, yes, I cleaned my stuff. Because, of course, they're going to unpack this in their shop. It's around their equipment. They are like they don't need sand and mud and stuff on their workstation in their equipment. And then still, I, especially lately, I feel like it's been bad. Like I feel like I see scars posting at least a picture of week of somebody's quote-unquote cleaned gear, and it looks like they just dredged it out the bottom of the river.
1: <laughs> yeah, that happened like the past uh, two weeks. I remember... Uh... I think it was our our customer service representative, uh, uh, Angel, she opened up the package and she did not even take the ruck out of the box. (laughs) You could see straight in there. It was like bent in half and full of grime and dirt. (laughs) And she just went, nope, we're sending this back because we're not (laughs) dealing with this right now. Yeah,
0: that's fantastic.
1: So please, please uh, clean your rucks and Please, for the love of God, turn them inside out. Make sure they're clean to the very edges. You know, the 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 most common spot people to miss is the bottom panel when flipped inside out. You know, yeah. Take a good look at your gear before you
0: send it. Uh, you just when you see that you, you have to wonder: like, did they just read it and think, eh, they're not serious? They'll still take care of it. Or, like, if if they did clean it, like, what did that process? What about that process led them to believe that it was clean?
1: I I don't know, man. You're asking the wrong person for that because, you know, it's just following simple instructions, right? Uh, Same military, you follow simple instructions, yet you still find people that for some reason don't, don't do it, either because they don't want to or they're incapable of doing so. I don't know. But, you know, you, you you learn from the mistakes you make, right? <laughs> so, so hopefully you, the time they, they turn in the rucks they they actually thoroughly cleaned it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So your experience I feel like with Go Ruck is a really, really cool, really special, really unique one in that you did have that proximity to HQ. So a lot of people will do an event and they'll get to know some people there. They'll they'll kinda it's hard to, to go through an event. And not feel kind of connected to your cadre, first of all. So again, listeners, if you haven't heard us talk about it before, all the cadre, all the people running these events are either former or current special forces or special operations. Um, And, uh, you know, it's hard to walk away from the event without just a a, a real high appreciation uh, for them and for what they've taught you about yourself through the event. And then you're going through this thing. It's a, it's, it's. Uh, it's not torture but it's shared suffering right it's shared hardship and you know all kinds of shared hardship will will bind people together so there's this built-in community aspect and go rucks all about building community but you got like plugged into like core go ruck community right you got hey you start doing your first events right there in town and then you're at ruck club right and so Uh, I can assume just from the social media about Ruck club, I saw you there, right? So you didn't just go once, start doing some events, like you got plugged in, right? So you're there around core staff at go Ruck. You're there around core cadre. You're spending time with these people. You're building relationships with these people, right? These are friends. These are mentors, right? And so, um, and I and I'm leading up to something here because you had a, a a real unique experience here recently, which is part of what I thought would be a, a cool time to have you come on to the the podcast and kind of talk about your Goruck experience. Is um, so we talked some about the events, right? So uh, just kind of like a thirty thousand foot overview of the standard events. A basic event is going to be like four to six hours long, right? Over a uh, over a certain distance. Goruck's like got, likes to underpromise and overdeliver, but it'll be somewhere in there a challenge which is like the og core go ruck event right that what do we what is it now we said 10 to 8 to 10 10 to 12 10 to 12 hours yeah something like that again under promise over deliver. now you've heard game mention heavies heavies don't play around heavies are a 24 hour long event but
1: plus could be yeah. some time
0: yes <laughs> yeah especially if you go do like a brag heavy but you got to understand these like, don't confuse this with a mud run, right? This isn't, it, it's just not that this isn't a race. This isn't a competition. These, these are team events and the, the cadre want you to succeed. They want you to finish. They're not going to make it easy. They don't want you to finish so bad that they'll kind of lower their standard because the, the goal is to come up out of this with that taste of special forces and special operations training and, to learn something about yourself, to learn something about leadership, to learn something about teamwork, right? But they they want you to finish. Nobody's trying to get you to quit. And then there's all kinds of mixes of these events, right? Like you heard Gabe talk about getting his bolts. You can go and in one straight run on a weekend, you can do uh, a ba- – I'm saying challenge, but times am supposed to say tough now, I think, right? So, uh, you know, basic – Yeah, it's a lot, not a light anymore either, but a, a basic, a tough, and a heavy – and you get a special patch. All the these go events. You f- successfully complete them. You're going to get a patch. Um, and you can't buy them. You got to complete the event to do it. And uh, so, but if you do all three in a row, you get a special patch with with bolts on it. And you can do back to back heavies. Why? I don't know, but you can. You can do that if you want to. But even then, incredibly difficult. Absolutely. But are you on your own? Absolutely not. It's a team event. Cadre wants you to finish. They want you to succeed. But there's this extra special side section of events. Uh, And I think I might've even talked with uh, Jason about it when he was uh, on the podcast Uh, that Jason really isn't even particularly as he sells it uh, a fan of, but go Ruck does a couple different flavors of selection events. So there's, uh is what one way is the is the one day we call it pre-selection? Yeah, pre-selection. I mean there's there's only been two classes.
1: I'm not sure they're gonna be doing they didn't do it this year. I'm not sure they're gonna do it again next year, but yeah, there's a twenty four hour iteration of the of the real deal, you know, selection. Yeah.
0: So as we as we talk about these special forces and special operations units, right? So we're we're talking SEALs, we're we're talking uh Green Berets, um, you know, uh, PJs, that, that whole genre, Delta, which of course doesn't exist, but we all know it does. Um, all, all that kind of stuff. There's the, the courses to get into these almost everybody these days, if you have a TV or you've been to a movie theater has heard of buds, which is the selection course, um, for the seals, but all of those units have their own selection courses. So that's where selection comes from. And selection is different from all other go Ruck events in that, you are on your own. It is not a team event. uh, And it's not that the cadre don't want you to finish, uh, but they're not there to teach you something about yourself. They're there to enforce a standard. You will either meet the standard or you won't meet the standard. Uh, And so the selection event proper is 48 hours long. Um, There were early on, and then uh, again here recently, which we'll talk about, um, the selections, there was a lot of what they called black, black classes where no one met the standard. No one finished selection. No one got a patch. Uh, and there, you know, a lot of times it was, well, if I had just one teammate, I could have finished. Okay. Well, go ruck is very fair. <laughs> if nothing else, go ruck is fair. So team selection became a thing. I think has team selection run more than once though. Uh,
1: team assessment. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've ran it. They didn't run it this year. Uh, Probably because they're they're mainly focused on uh, uh, building up Sandlot, yeah, uh, and focused on on making sure that that runs smoothly. Uh, I from the rumors I've heard, they might do it again next year. Yeah. Not not probably sure. Don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, in the past years, they have done team assessment. It's like selection, but you do it with a partner. Yeah, you no. Know, so it's it's it's, and, it's
0: it's more of a possibility to finish. <laughs> and you know, true to form, more people did did finish. Yes, so it, it, it was more, there were more finishes for that than, the, than there are for selection proper. And then there's the, the pre-selection, which is that 24 hour, um, taste. So go Ruck just recently, uh, held uh, a selection class in, uh, in Jacksonville and, uh, Gabe was a participant. What was yes, sir. What was your number?
1: I was roster two, four, two, four.
0: So let's like start to finish. Assume no one's beyond this description. Nobody's ever heard of selection. They've never watched the coverage. They have no earthly idea what we're talking about. Uh, What you, you, I would assume had a better idea of most, maybe what you're walking into. But what's, what's that process look like? You, you, you show up, you get your start point, you show up to the start point for selection. What's going down?
1: So the first thing is, is administrative, right? You know, you start off, you know, with the cadre checking you in. They weigh your rucks. They give you your roster number They make sure it, they understand any kind of medical conditions you have. Um, it's just a check-in process, right? Um, you know, every year they, they like to change it up a bit. You know, they do like a bag dump. This time they did it during the welcome party. <laughs> um which mentally didn't really throw me off. I it was bound to happen. Uh, always expect for the worst, and when the worst happens, it's not a surprise, right? Um, and we also do a PT test. They did a uh, something new. So they call it the BFF, the uh, basic uh, functional fitness uh, test. It, it was it was something new, a little harder than I thought. You know, you did your hundred pound one miler. Did you know sixty for sixty? We did this uh, workout—the ten by ten—that was actually really rough. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, let me um, let me back you up a little bit. So you said you yeah. said your roster number. So this is why I kind of wanted to establish your your relationship, right? Like you've been around go Ruck a ton. You've been around these guys a ton. Like again, these even the cadre. These are friends. These are mentors, and you show up to to selection, and you get that you're not Gabe anymore your roster number and that for that period that you're a participant in selection, that relationship has changed.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. Right. You know, I'm not, you know, coming into selection, you got to have that mindset of these cadre are not your friends right now. They're here to, as you said, enforce the standard, Yeah. you know, in, in their, in their eyes at the moment, they're not looking at, you know friends they're looking at candidates right not nothing more nothing less um, so so they are very fair with you know that kind of thing if, if people are ever concerned about oh yeah this 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 uh this person attempted selection he's been doing a lot of events with this cadre uh, you know it doesn't matter how many events he did uh, with the cadre you still you still can't you know you can't talk to them like if they, if you're doing a, a or tough or basic, you know, it, yeah. it's it's selection. Selection is a whole different event. You know, I I wouldn't even categorize it as a GoRuck event. It's just yeah. a different on its own.
0: Well, and you get it happens to yeah a lot of GoRuck rucksacks. <laughs> They'll you know it's all it's funny. Uh, Jason always goes back and forth on how much coverage there's going to be of a selection event, how much they're going to to put out there for people to consume, and it goes back and forth, and it's been in different ways. But occasionally, when you're watching the coverage you get this glimpse into what a challenge that really is for the cadre, because there are guys and gals there like you that they know that they have these relationships with these friendships with, and they'll be away from all the candidates out of earshot on video, talking about how much they're rooting for a given person who's still in it. But when they're in earshot, there's no, I mean, there's not even a drop of that. There's no sense of that. It's, it's still just, uh, it's just the standard, yeah. So
1: it's like it's like boot camp, right? Almost like boot camp, I would say, where the instructors in boot camp, you know, they 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 don't know these people, but they're there to do their to do their job, right? Yeah. Whether it be whether it be to, uh, you know, make him a sailor, a marine, a, a soldier, an airman, and I, I say that because it, it obviously translates to the selection processes for uh all the different branches whether it be buds or sfas where the case may be right you know it's it's, so it's instructor that, and uh yeah. it's instructor and candidate yeah that's more nothing less
0: so i want to i want to break down for listeners that maybe haven't aren't as familiar with GoRuck some of the things you talked about in that bff segment so is it is it bff which makes it sound like best friends forever but it's right it BFF, right. uh this is this thing is not your b f f It's
1: not like, like like I said that that ten by ten workout that we did that was that was brutal
0: so uh, it, it, it used to be uh, to every class prior to this, it was like the military's like basic fitness test. It was a certain number of push-ups in a in a lot of time, sit-ups in a lot of time, pull-ups in a lot of time, and inevitably, this always well one, how many people were were registered? Do you know?
1: So 73 signed up for the event and only 43 showed up.
0: Yeah. Which is pretty standard. And then still during the functions test, even when it was the old version, you'd still weed people out. So you would assume this is people they've done events before they're coming in fit. They're coming in prepared. They know what this is. And then still that basic fitness test would still be a failure point for some people, but they changed it up to this. So you said, uh, which you just kind of threw it away. (laughs) Cause I know it wasn't the first time you had done it, but a, a one mile, hundred pound ruck. So exactly what it sounds like, um, uh, you're covering a mile with a hundred pounds. What was the time hack for it?
1: So I, I believe that all the, all the BFF, uh, uh, circuit stations, the whole thing, it was probably beta tested. Um, so I think there was like a time hack or where the case may be. Cause I guess, you know, at that point still quit, right? Yeah. Which I'm not gonna lie, I had I already had doubts of quitting for whatever reason. You know, for me personally it's very hard to start the engine cold and when it's cold, man, that's like the worst part for me. That's 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 my weakness at least. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean it, it was beta tested, it was uh some of it was programmed by uh by Nichelle. Uh she's our new uh tribe and training uh uh lead trainee, lead trainers. Um, she's also a coach at the CrossFit gym I go to, uh, total control here in Jack's beach. Um, so she, she programmed, uh, the, the, the BFF, um, course that, that fitness test, you know, we, yeah, we still did our, our ups and sit ups beforehand. And then we did the, the BFF course. Um, but I was surprised the amount of people that did, that failed on the, uh, the push-ups and sit-ups you know that that always surprises me every time you know um yeah because I, I, I don't know i can't i can't imagine showing up and paying all this money just to feel right at the beginning and not actually experience the actual event you know
0: yeah. I, I i've know, always that's just, just that's assumed me. that i mean they they say you know so much of it is mental to begin with but you have to imagine that those performance failures right up front are are, are just people just 100 in their heads i just can't imagine too many people show up actually literally physically unprepared for that portion of the event that early on they've got to just be in their head
1: i, I don't know um because because this is something you could overtrain right you know you could you could do push-ups and you could do sit-ups you could do that in the morning and still get a workout in you know um I, I don't know for something that you could definitely overtrain I, I'd say that there's no excuse why you shouldn't pass that that portion of the of the event, but then again I, I I don't know what the situation to the individual might be, but
2: yeah,
1: I don't know me me personally if if I pay that much money <laughs> to to show up to an event like that i i I'd at least experience the, the, the real deal and not fail the PT test. That's that's just me.
0: So you get through that, you get through BFF, What what comes next?
1: So afterwards we did a, a forced rock march, undisclosed distance. Uh it was at the beach. Um and and that took that cleaned a few candidates as well. Um and I was surprised uh with the amount of candidates that 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 they cleaned and, and the and the kind of candidates that it claimed, you know previous pre-selection finishers or hcb uh finishers or people who i thought were absolute studs and i still think they're absolute studs but then then for some reason so, some certain parts of this event gets gets the people where it'd be because i don't know they they, they twisted an ankle or tweaked their back or or mentally something got into them you know yeah I, I myself was genuinely surprised how far I made it. I had no expectations coming in, so yeah. with that, I was already—I was—I thought I was already going to be surprised with how far I—I—I I, I made it. But you know, considering who I was—who I was up against with, you know, the other candidates, I was surprised I lasted longer than, than certain individuals, knowing how how how, how strong they are uh, physically and mentally.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, again, the. I think the mental component is the part that is... Um, I say this as somebody who absolutely would not have made it to that portion of the event myself, but uh, for the guy, ga- you know, guys like you, gals like you, that are in the physical shape for that, I think that the thing that is just really tough to prepare for is the mental component. I'm pretty sure it was that part uh, that I was watching the live stream for, and Jason's just hanging in the back with the straggler, stragglers, and it's just constantly... How are you at a go ruck event and you're this bad at rucking? You should just quit right now. You're not going to meet the standard. You're not meeting the standard. Like it's just that constant, just sowing of doubt just, and I'm sure they're getting it the same up front, but when you're already in the back and you're already like, crap, this isn't good enough. And then everything you're hearing is this isn't, you're not good enough. You can't do this. Like, I think that part has got to be tough to prepare yourself for.
1: I mean, it really depends. You know, me personally, that's just noise. The the noise doesn't bother me. It's just when when I'm alone and I really get into my own head, you know that that's that's really where the, where the, where the mental part goes for me. For some, you know, the the cadre are really good at at chipping away into into people's minds and, and giving them reasons to doubt, whether it be screaming at their faces, telling them they can't do it, or telling them, hey, it's okay if you quit, man. We understand, you know <laughs> that, yeah. that 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 would probably get me, you know, like especially if, if I'm so like delusional at that point, and and I I have no sense of what what reality is, and then yeah. they say hey, it's okay if you quit, you know, <laughs> that that probably would have gotten me, uh, you know, late down the road um, into into that event when when you you know you start seeing your your spirit animal and stuff like that <laughs> can't well. make up what reality. Is sometimes
0: you know and for listeners that you know you don't live near the beach or, or you haven't been around beach as much like even just you're just going to the beach for a day like when you're just hauling your crap out to the beach walk walking through sugar sand and back it's a different thing than walking on the sidewalk than walking on the grass like so much energy from every step you take is just sucked away by the sand
1: 100 percent yeah, it's <laughs> a so it's a huge game changer. Uh, soft sand will definitely do that to you. Hard stand, yeah. not as much. But
0: yeah, uh, how many were left standing at the end of that ruck march? <sighs> Quite a bit.
1: Uh, I still say more than half. Yeah, the amount of people that that were there, I'd say no more than twenty five, no less than twenty.
0: All right, and what's uh, so? What was the next surprise?
1: Uh the the bag dump, you know. Um I I expected it to come at some point and the fact that we were at the beach, I already mentally prepared myself thinking, yeah, we're gonna have sand in our rucks. A lot of sand. Yeah. In our rucks, in our gears, in our dry bags, everywhere. Just everywhere. You know. And it wasn't a surprise to me because yeah, I've I've trained in the sand a lot. Um there are times where uh in certain events where uh, we got sand all over our gear and and even our food and water. You know, you just end up being a little bit of sand, which won't kill you. You know, but for some people, it mentally throws them off because either they're neat freaks or they just don't like sand, whatever the case may be. But yeah, you know, uh, no, that, it, it, th- there's that.
0: <laughs> yeah, ba- that form of bag dump is something. I uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me because I've seen it in events. It is something where I would have to decide in advance not to be thrown by because like day-to-day, my EDC stuff, I can get something out of my whatever ruck I'm carrying. I don't have to look. I know where it's at by feel. I know what zipper. I know whatever. And so for the listeners, bag dump's exactly what it sounds like. So as you can imagine, for any go rec event, but especially an event like this, there's a packing list. You've got to have certain gear with you, certain things with you, and you've got to get that all in there and make it work, and you're carrying your water with you and and whatever. And it's not like, okay, your bag's dumped out. Now clean this mess up and put it back where you had it. It's no, dump it all out, and then shove it all back in as fast. None of it's going back where you thought you were gonna have it, uh, because you just don't have time for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a simple trick to this. Just throw everything in there. People <laughs> you know, putting the ruck plates inside their in their plate pocket. That alone, you're already wrong. You're wrong. You, you feel you filled this evolution already. Just throw a plate in there, throw your bladder in there, and just zip it up. Shove everything in there as fast as you can, and just do what you can to just make that time hack you know it's usually 30 seconds but people people thinking a little bit like oh uh you know because because some some might not even know that you get to fix your gear afterwards you know
2: yeah
1: just do what you're told and don't overthink it you know literally think it as simple as possible all right get everything back in there quick 30 seconds okay how am i gonna do this in 30 seconds i'm not gonna do this all nice and neat you know plate goes in there, and it's not going to go in that pocket. It's just going right into the ruck and everything else just goes
2: with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you get through that, anybody get or did that weed anybody out or that was just a little bit of a beat down for everybody?
1: Um, It it didn't, it didn't kick anyone out, but it did uh, cause some strikes for some folks. I, I remember seeing a certain, certain individuals that were just, they just couldn't get their things in there either because they had too much food uh I know this guy showed up with sixty pounds in this ruck without food and water. I'm like, why would you do that? Seriously. <laughs> that alone is just No. You don't no no yeah. <laughs> You know? This event is gonna be hard enough already. You want to control every advantage you can have. Yeah. You know, and that is just that that's the time we don't do stupid stuff like how I did with my first heavy that that's just pure stupidity there's no room for stupidity in in selection
0: yeah well and you hit on something that we haven't really talked about is is them getting a strike right so it's you it, it, you can't necessarily just go grit your way through selection you can just be tough and say absolutely nothing is going to make me say I quit yeah ja- People ask Jocko all the time, like, we're big fans of Jocko. Like, how'd you get through Buds? Which it's funny to hear him talk about it because he doesn't think bugs, Buds is that big a deal. He's just like, you just don't, you just don't quit. That's how you get through. Like, it never crossed my mind to quit. So you could just be that determined, but you can performance fail out of selection. If you're just not getting, if you just can't get the task done, if you're just not meeting the standard, so you might not want to quit, but you're going to be done, whether you want to be or not, with enough performance failures.
1: Yes, uh, or if the cadre is also concerned about uh, you know they're concerned about you medically, like uh, I don't know, let's say let's say you're passing out or you're not keeping your balance, stuff like that, and where the case may be, I know I know one, one guy got dropped due to hypothermia, he was like the, one of the last four um. I was kind of bummed when I see him when I saw him drop, you know, but you know he'll 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 be I, he yeah. said he'll be back, but we'll see uh, in the future.
0: It's got to be so frustrating to yeah, I, to get med dropped like that
1: when, when your when your will is so strong that you don't want anything to to get in the way, but then then happens all of a sudden, you know. It, it and obviously that's not the first person that's happened. You know, I, I know Chad Malone, he he had to. Essentially, Meddrop himself um, when he was showing symptoms of rabdo, which is understandable. You know, yeah. you don't you don't risk your health for it. Some some individuals have nothing to lose, and they want this more than anything, and they're willing to do that. And I I wholeheartedly understand that as well. So it's, it's there's a lot of gray areas in, in different topics when it comes to this uh, main topic about selection, right? Yeah. From from you know not making it to the reasons why not making it. And this goes on and on.
0: Yeah. So, uh, did you, uh, did you get some strikes?
1: So I did. My first strike was, uh, after that fourth rock march, I was one of the stragglers. I was really?
0: like,
1: I was, yeah, I was the second to last. Cause I thought to myself, I'm going to conserve my energy. <laughs> I, I'm getting the strike. I know I am, but, I guarantee the pe- most most of the people at the front are gonna burn out because they gave it their all at this forced rock march, and then what's coming up next is gonna be so much more brutal and yeah. and t- body. So I might as well just keep my own pace and and, and at least make my body warm because it was cold. Yeah. It was it was really cold. Um, a lot of people were shivering. Um, I I didn't really feel the cold until after the welcome party, um, because after the welcome party we did the the twelve miler yeah um and that that's where i dropped because all i did was just rock obviously and uh what happened to me is what happened at the 50 miler last year here in jacks where it gets a certain point where my hip flexors just started tightening up and I just started limping and yeah. i couldn't any faster than limping maybe walking if if i if i really somehow grabbed the, the strength to do so
0: yeah no, we were, that was kind of our first like uh, promoted go ruck event that we were kind of going to as a podcast. We came up and did the 12 miler that same weekend. And yeah, yeah, listeners can, can listen to the recap on that. It wasn't like, it was not a Florida day. It was unbelievably brutal. Oh no, sir. And,
1: and I'm, I'm so glad I'm not doing it this year because this, this year it's going to be raining again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we, we skipped i'm not pushing that one this year we skipped it
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i am gonna do chad 1000x this year yeah. uh and uh people out there do it to support you know veterans uh suicide awareness
0: yeah we've had uh, sarah wilkinson chad's wife been on the podcast with us here before and we're we're big supporters of, uh, of chad 1000x uh, putting, trying to put together something here locally that I'm gonna put out for the listeners to come out and uh, maybe do that with a few of us. Uh, maybe, maybe on Veterans Day. We're still trying to work out the details, but links to Chad 1000X uh, and the Step Up Foundation stay on our website pretty much year round. So, listeners, if you wanna learn more about that and and participate, support that cause. Definitely encourage you to do that. So that's that's coming up. The Go event for that's coming up this coming weekend. Uh, but really the goal is always kind of to center Chad around veterans day on, on November 11th. So there'll be a lot of those going on over the next few weeks here. So did you, sure. so, did you pick up any other strikes before you dropped or it's just, you had the one and, and once you got to the 12 miler,
1: I'm, I'm not sure. I'll be honest. Cause during the welcome party, you know, I was doing the best I could. I, I gave it my all. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of a game you have to play. Right. Cause you know that saying that goes around if you're not if you're not cheating you're not trying <laughs> yeah. Um. so you know there there are times where I like this one time Uh, they made us go grab 60 pound sandbags and there were no more 60 pound sandbags for me to to grab I was like one of the last people to grab it and Cleve was like well grab what's left you gotta grab an 80 and and I grabbed an 80 then we dropped it by a surf of the beach so it got more wet than it was already And they made us drop a ruck where it was going to be dry. And that was my opportunity of, okay, after I drop my ruck, I'm sprinting back. I'm stealing someone's 60. Sorry, whoever just stuck with my 80. (laughs) But if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And it also pays to be a winner. Sometimes to be a winner, you got to play the game. Right?
0: So listen, I feel extra for this person cuz I'm I'm going to backtrack to to where we started here. So Sandlot Jacks was the the inaugural event for Sandlot Jacks, which is just this big 3-day fitness festival in Jacksonville Beach that GoRuck put together. Last year, uh, Jason, Emily, the whole crew had had enough with the social distancing, had had enough with the the pelotons and the treadmills and decided it was time for us all to get back together face to face and it was a killer event. And I can't remember how many patches I walked away from. I, it, I didn't have the biggest haul I saw, uh, but I, I had a decent one, but so, um, there were all these go rock events baked into it. There were, there was non go stuff. There were speakers and, uh, Already this year, shaping up Sebastian Unger is going to be doing a talk there, which is amazing. If you haven't checked out any of his books, do it. But so, you know, there's a couple of, of go-ruck events based in that are uh, baked in, and it was the, going to be the tribe reunion event. So there was an old school light before there were basics. There were lights. Uh, I, I don't even know what to make of that light. It was just fun. Like, I'm, I'm never in the greatest shape. And it was just like, it didn't really beat me up. That's how you know it just wasn't that hard. I think the hope was that a lot, it would be a lot of people who their first exposure to go Ruck was Sandlot Jackson. Maybe they'd, they'd hop in and it was just a good time. But uh, was it Sunday morning? They had, it, it was a, a, a quasi legit basic, not the hardest basic ever. Um, definitely. No. Maybe one of the more unique ones because of everything built in, but uh, right. so yeah, you know, Gabe and I are both out there in this crowd. I don't know the turnout was big. It was a it was a bunch of people were out there for that. But they split us up into three groups and they split us between three cadre. And we're doing just all kinds of different stuff in the welcome party for fun. Well, one of them we're like sitting in circles, passing each other's rucks around the circle. And uh, you know, you've got all kinds of different size men and women here. You're getting all different rucks and all different sizes. Um, you know, you're having sometimes you're having to put their rucks on. Sometimes you're just doing a movement with them. And, uh, you expect some different things, you know, you're going to get some, some tiny little bullet rucks for, you know, from some, you know, small framed woman and it's got 20 pounds in it and the straps aren't big enough to go over my shoulders and you figure it out. But as those rucks would come along, you'd get one and immediately in your head, just start singing, one of these things just doesn't belong. And it was Gabe's ruck that weighed, I believe roughly, roughly, I didn't have a scale, 180 pounds. Uh, Gabe had two full grown four-year-olds, I believe in his ruck when I, when I peeked in there and when it came around to you, you, you know, you're just, you just throw you're finding Gabe in the circle and you're just giving the, the evilest evil eye you could give. So whoever that poor schmuck is, who got stuck with your 80 pound sandbag, I, I feel you. I identify. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know how I, I managed to to make my rock weigh more than it does. Well, I had a thirty pound plate, and it was a long range. The long range itself is it's a heavy rock and material uh, already. And I had like a bunch of shirts from the day before and clothes in there. I was just too lazy to pack up the morning up, <laughs> and I just somehow <laughs> end up being the Blue Falcon. Uh, you know, and that's not that wasn't the first time. There there've been plenty of times I've been the Blue Falcon that before and afterwards. Uh, very recently, I did a uh, before selection, I did a, an event in Miami. It was a tough and I brought my 200 pound uh, sandbag that I recently bought because I thought to myself when when they were dropping out those those ridiculously uh, heavy sandbags, I thought to myself, what kind of idiot is going to buy this long sandbag? And then I became that idiot. I'm sorry.
0: I said you found him.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right away. Uh, and I thought to myself, how how am I gonna use this? Cause I might just do partner wads with it. Uh, I plan on using it um, with my roommate Dean. He also works for Go-Ruck. Um Might do it for partner wads. But when I initially got it, I'm like, I got I got to break this in at least. So I brought it to to the tough. Um, it was machine that was running it, and he had his old school construction uh, zip tie sandbags. And you see me with my two hundred pounder just empty. We, he made us fill it up with wet sand. Oh, that was that was fun. <laughs> Type two fun, I would say.
0: It's not cool, right? <laughs> I, mean, I would I would rather carry a log any day of the week because at least it's rigid.
1: I don't know, man. I I prefer, I prefer something soft and that would form to your body. Uh, at one point, I I was able to carry the two hundred pounder by myself. With the assistance of two people putting it on my back, uh, but I didn't have it for too long. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that it was just slouching and it wasn't making me wobble side to side, you know, it was. I it mean, I managed to stabilize it. And towards the end of the of the tough, we ended up with two two hundred pound sandbags because he made us take out the filler and filled the shell up with sand. <laughs> so that was, that was awesome.
0: No, that's that's good living that's a good time and what's what's so cool about these things and i've talked about this on the podcast before right yeah these things again like outside of selection which we've been spending a lot of time here on the cadre wants you to succeed and it's just if if you stick it out um, if you do what's asked of you if you follow simple instructions you you will when that patch is going in your hand you will have done things you will have completed tasks that I almost guarantee you didn't believe you were capable of going into it almost without fail. Oh yeah. Um, And so that's, that's what's so cool, but I I still want to fill in some of the finer points on selection because it just seems like such a unique situation to me with so many of the cadre being so familiar with you and same. So when you're trailing, when you're at the back of that force rock March, and these are guys who have rocked miles with you. Like if you were going to excel at anything in selection, it should be just plain old rocking. I feel like. So were they just giving you an extra rash of crap in the back? Like they knew what you were doing. You were, uh, you know, the joke makes itself, but you were sandbagging. They had to know it.
1: Not, I mean, not necessarily. I would say because I wasn't at the very, very back. I was at sort of, like I would say, second to last. Yeah. At the, um, which wasn't my intention, but then again, I also wanted to conserve my energy moving forward to the welcome party because at least in the welcome party, I wanted to give it my all. Yeah. You know, moving forward from that. Um, but it, it came to a point where it was just me and another guy, and it was Catherine T. S. creeping up on us. And I, I once he once he started saying something to me, I just went could <laughs> to the front. So I just I. I try to stay in the middle of the pack as much as possible, yeah, and uh uh there's one gentleman uh just stopped rocking, and then uh he had a conversation ts I looked back, they were still there, we kept rocking, I looked back, they were still there, I'm like, okay, I have no one on my back right now, and I know already that with the whole with half the pack way in front of me already, I'm gonna get the strike,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know it is what it is. You know, you're not gonna exceed at everything in selection, and in that case, I I would rather it be something that is not gonna smoke me right yeah. at the beginning, right? Yeah. So it, it's it's I, I I did give it my all, um, or at least at least as much as I was capable of. I I could have been more prepared. Straight up, honest with you, um, you know, I've I've realistically only had five months to to train. Uh, consistently, and even so, within those five months, I could have trained more and yeah. I could have trained, but I have trained better because uh, that was during the time when I was transitioning out of the military. And ever since then, I've been, I fixed my my nutrition, I fixed my sleep schedule, and I was way more consistent with my workouts.
2: Yeah. How so, so that,
1: that, that alone was a huge game changer, but still, you yeah. know, to, to show up to selection, it, it demands more than just that
0: yeah how far how far in were you when you dropped
1: uh i would say 12 to 13 hours in and i was one of the last nine that was that was standing and then after that 12 miler it went down to four
0: yeah how because you've done like um you know you've done uh you know basic tough heavy you've done heavy heavies yeah
1: Yes, sir. I've, I've done
0: two heavies uh, yeah. in the course of one year. What? Uh, so, you know, obviously you're talking about, about, about half the time of a heavy, right, that you got into this, where a heavy's 24 hours, you're, you're into this 12 hours-ish. What, what do you feel like was the big difference between those two?
1: Between a heavy in, and... Between, like,
0: getting through a heavy at 24 hours long and dropping in selection at, you know, like 12 hours, 14 hours, whatever
1: honestly I don't think you could you could compare selection with anything else. Yeah. I can't really give you an answer for that. The only thing I will say though is that I was genuinely surprised with how far I made it, uh, considering that I've only had five months to, to really train for it, at least physically. Yeah. Um, but I knew from the get go that I wasn't ready for it. But I wasn't gonna have any kind of negativity in my mind. But and I also wasn't gonna have uh, an overly positive yet unrealistic mindset. So I wanted to be realistic but I also wanted to to, to gain something from it as well. Yeah. You know? So that's why I came in with no expectations because I knew coming in with no expectations, where the outcome is, I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm not right. going to beat myself up for it. Cause yeah. I know, I know the, the, the realistic side of things. I could have I trained uh, harder and I, I could have had longer time uh, to, to train and more time to just get my mind right. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't know about this, but um, one of the cadre actually had talked with me the two days before selection, and he recommended me to not not show up because of of um, the situation I had with the military and my my reasons of transitioning out. Um, mainly it's because due to 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 the mental side of things, you know, because um, it's it's hard, and a lot, a lot yeah. of people, when they fail selection, they, they do beat themselves, they do beat themselves up for it really hard. Um, you know, some people don't show up to HQ afterwards because they feel like they're like a huge disappointment or whatever the case may be. You know, I know I knew coming into that that I wasn't gonna have that mindset, because um, if you're if you're failing, you're only learning. Really the only kind of failure is if you don't apply what you learn right um, you don't you don't keep moving forward
0: yeah for sure well and I'll say again you know obviously from the outside looking in one of the things that's cool to see when they do offer the coverage is the switch that flips in the cadre when somebody does drop for whatever reason you know if the, you know if it's by choice if it's performance failure if it's med drop Um, you know, like I said, you get some of the behind the scenes where you see that they're, they're rooting for you guys and gals, just not so much that they'll reduce the standard. But at that second that you've dropped, it's all support. It's all encouragement. It's all, you know, you talk about, you know, almost half the registered people, almost half of the registered, and this is not a cheap event. Don't show up. Right. So it's like, you know, um, you know, we don't do participation trophies, right? You got to earn your, you got to earn your patch. Um, but there is a win in showing up in this event. There is a win in, in actually then, you know, giving it a go. There is a win in making it farther than you, than you thought you could. And part of it is, um, I'd be interested. I've, I've never kept track of this or heard anybody say this, like how, uh, how many of the selection finishers finished on their first try? But it's, it's
1: a handful besides the very first class, obviously.
0: Yeah. But it's like uh, you know it's, it's one of those things where it's really hard to understand what it is until you experience what it is. Like I've got this well, I've got this head knowledge of selection, from watching coverage, from reading about it, from being around Go Ruck, from being a fanboy, but that's there's still an understanding that you have that I'm not going to ever have without showing up and giving it a go. And you're right, you know, it is, uh, you know, I've always liked the saying, uh, you know, you win or you learn, right? And so
1: I, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, when I would tell certain people about selection, you know, they, they always give me that saying, uh, oh, like, oh, yeah, you got this. You can do this. You're You're very strong, which, you know, I always appreciate the encouragement. But you could also tell when people are just saying that just because they're just saying that and they don't know truly really what this event is about because you don't really know what this is what this event is about unless you've done some kind of research and dug di- and dug deep into what the what this event is all about and you don't and even then you still don't truly understand unless you've actually tried it yeah you no know? because because you you might know how hard it is but to actually feel it you know feel that pain and that suffering that that goes through your body that's when you really know and that's that's when that's when reality sticks into your head, you know, yeah. 'Cause cause this selection attempt, this was my first selection attempt, but it wasn't my first uh attempt out at of tier one event. I actually attempted pre-selection last year. Um and I was way more unprepared than I was this year because this is only four months into me since since my first event. I was hogging a ton of events. Uh did the HC did an HCB, did a 24-hour cloth relief beforehand. And that was already a reckless decision because I wasn't coming in fresh. Um, and on top of that, my training wasn't smart. You know, it was hard, but it wasn't smart. Yeah. Uh, my my nutrition was poor. My recovery was poor. My training could definitely have been better. Um, and I I, show, I showed up. It was a very small class. It was like eight eight people who showed up, uh, and it, it just went downhill right at right after the uh, the welcome party started we're doing heavy lunges and in my head you know i was thinking yeah it's gonna be hard but i feel like i got this and then we yeah. started doing these heavy 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 lunges that i was just not physically nor mentally prepared for and then that's when i realized this is what people mean when when they say that you, t- you truly don't understand what this event is about yeah. until you try it you know you really have to feel that suffering
0: I, I was at, I was in a road cycling for, uh, for a while I, and I got pretty, like, I didn't ever get super competitive. I, you know, I did some, some races with it and, and uh, you know, I went out and did some centuries, but I was, I was at a talk one time, uh, with one of the guys who was on the U S postal service team with, uh, with Lance, right. And you know, set aside all of the doping cause they were all doping. It was a fair playing field cause everybody was doping. But anyways, um, but he, he talked about, like, a lot of people had questions about the, the crazy climbs they do on the bikes, right? Like, um, you know, there's all these big, hard, famous climbs in the Tour de France. And where these guys are just going up these crazy inclines for just for forever. Um, and he talked about it in a way I had never heard anybody really put it, but it's always applied to some of the, you know, the, the darker moments of, uh, like, a go-rug-event or anything that with me is. He's like, you kind of just... Like you got to go down to the bottom of your pain well, and you've got to be comfortable, kind of just living there. Like you've got to be um, willing and able to just kind of turn the pain off. Realize um, it hurts, but I'm not dying. Uh, you've got to you've got to know the difference between like acute pain and and just muscle pain, and understand okay what what's the difference between what's really going to damage me or this is just really uncomfortable right now. Uh, and and then you keep going, and of course, something like selection, which Go Ruck rightfully touts as the most difficult endurance event, civilian endurance event, uh, in the world. Man, you got to have a real deep pain well, and you got to be real comfortable at the bottom of it, because you're gonna you're gonna get get there soon, and you're gonna live there for a long time.
1: 100. Um, percent You know, and it's it's something uh, that that Mocha kind of mentioned. Uh, at the be- I don't know if it was the beginning or when when he debriefed uh, me and, and a few other uh, gentlemen that that dropped uh, that you gotta know between what when you're hurting and when you're hurt, yeah. right? Because when you're hurting, you know you're gonna you're gonna feel that excruciating pain. Some people confuse that with being hurt because next you know they wait ten fifteen minutes after they got dropped and then they're they're fine. They're they're walking. They're yeah. walking. They're, they're able to move just fine. They they're just so uncomfortable and they they just haven't experienced uh, a pain a type of pain so 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 brutal yeah you know and you know they they got confused with hurting and being hurt now if you're hurt it it would be almost clear to to most people that like hey this guy is not performing at one hundred percent something f- up with him excuse my my French yeah. but you know something something's not something's not right you know. Like like for example, uh, like Alex Sadov, right? He, uh, he had pure overuse of his of his uh of his shoulder, and he couldn't even lift his arm up. He might as well, he might as well could have done the event with just one hand, right? Yeah. That that's 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 different than you know. old oh, I'm hurting. My arms just sore. You know.
0: Yeah. Somewhere somewhere but, in the background but, is David Goggins yelling, "Stay hard."
1: Right. <laughs> I agree because no, sometimes yeah. you could, you could, you could define the odds, uh, yeah. when you're, when you're hurt and, you, and huh. that's, that's when, that's when, you know, you know, there, you shouldn't even give an excuse, right? Yeah. A, lot, a lot of contingency huh. in, you, in, that, in that subject. Right. But,
0: well, and this is a good point to throw out the caveat and 100%, hopefully Stevan will listen and uh, Stevan, this is just for you and PR. Uh, but Talking about selection is a horrible, horrible, horrible commercial uh for go ruck and go ruck events. And so, you know, we talked about it earlier, but if you go out and do uh, you know, you do a tough, you do a, a basic, you do a heavy, it's a different thing. It's a team thing. What and and what makes that difference a lot is when you're really struggling, when you're in that bottom of that pain well and you can't go any farther, there's gonna be somebody else in that event that says. Hey, let me, let me take that weight off you for a little bit. Cause at some point you're going to feel stronger and you'll be able to grab somebody else's weight. You, you find help, you find breaks. It's a, it's a team event and it's uh you know, I, uh, that 12 mile that we did up there in Jacksonville coming up on, on a year ago now, um, there was, you know, we had a good group that came out for the podcast and, uh, one of the people with us was just having a hard time. And uh, so we were, we were rotating the rock and she really had a hard time with that. Like she felt like, Literally, you know, like I'm not pulling my weight. Somebody else is carrying my weight. And I was explaining to her, I'm like, you don't have any weight. I don't have any weight. We've got team r- weight. We're doing like we signed up as a team. We're going to finish this star course as a team. And the team weight is still moving. And when you feel better, you take somebody else's weight. And so the the other events, the non-tier one events, like these selection events are, are so different. So don't let, you know, <laughs> listener, if you were like, maybe I'll try go ruck. And then we started talking about selection. You're like, maybe I won't try go ruck. 100% try go ruck. do a, do a star course. If you're nervous, do a, do a basic if you, if you're nervous. Uh, but 100% it's, it's worth giving it a go selections, a, a different deal. And then yeah. to that, that tiny little percentage out there that's listening to us and going, yeah, I want to know if I can do that. Okay. Then do, do selection too. But the I just, don't, to- yeah, I just don't want to conflate it with everything else that, that go ruck does. Cause it could certainly, uh, Scare somebody off. So, Steven, that's for you.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, anytime I talk about GoRuck with anyone, I always avoid talking about selection because one, it's it's up to them to figure that out for themselves, <laughs> and, and two, like you said, I, you know, I don't want that to conflict with their decision of should I try this or should should I not try this. You know, because you shouldn't you shouldn't relate selection to to any other GoRuck event because you know. Even Jason himself doesn't even consider it a, a GoRuck event. It's it's a non GoRuck event. It's, there's no teamwork. There's no there's no you can't talk to the person next to you. Um, it's just horrible. Yeah. I and mean, it's not. I don't, I don't really say it's it's worth talking about to just just out of random. You know, it also comes with people saying, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna do selection," and they and. They they come out and they they fill a PT test where they don't even show up, you know, because because I do respect the people who who show up and give it their all. Yeah, you know, that's 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 where my my respect starts. You know, because if you just show up just to be. Facebook famous, Instagram famous, where the case may be, that's, that's not the right mentality to go to. That's why, that's why I I tried to avoid doing these photo shoots. And the more I start popping up on the websites, the more I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to give the bad impression, you know,
0: listen, listen, if you're trying to avoid them, you super suck at it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I do. (laughs) I'll I'll take that, you know, but, you know, at least if I know that that's just not my intention, yeah, you know, because I could care less if they they chose the guy next to me for a photo shoot. I I I wouldn't care. You know, it's not the end of the world for me.
0: No, I mean, I I get it. Uh, you know, I'm not hitting on you, but we both know you're not an ugly dude and you're fit. But also, like, you're you're a good, you are a good go rock poster boy, if that's what you are. And that you did get plugged in, you did find community in this thing, you did find passion in this thing, you've even you know found a career in this thing. So it's like who who better to put forward, you know, in stuff and you know, it's not you exclusively, obviously other people right. in all the social media. Uh, but I, you know, I, I think you're a great representative for what go Ruck is, what it can do for somebody, what it's, what it's really about where it's not just hawking gear and it's not just getting out and getting patches uh, you know, but the right. the community and the the personal growth really is, is what it's all about.
1: Yeah, I, I really do appreciate that greatly. You know, I, I never never really see myself as like the model type. You know, that that's that's where that that's where most of doubts come come through because you know I wasn't I wasn't fit my whole life. To this day, I feel like I I I could be better, which you should always be, right? You should always have that kind of mindset that you can always be better at something. But you know, I never really saw myself as as model quality per se. You know, so so. It, it, the first few times when they asked me to to like model for certain uh, products, I was I was genuinely surprised. Like, you want me to model? <laughs> you know, me me and this uh, ugly sailor face. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> maybe maybe you'd be better off picking uh you know this this CrossFit coach or this this bodybuilder. You know, or you know, just make the products look good. So I I don't know. I one thing I I, I learned from uh, in selection is that I underestimate myself a lot you know i would say that's my quote-unquote toxic trait that people say nowadays right Um huh. uh, but that's that's i i don't sometimes i don't give myself no credit and sometimes i underestimate myself a lot um which is something i'm fully aware of beforehand and now to this day and something i'm still continuing to work on now um especially as my my journey to to next year's uh tent you know, comes comes around next That's, year after where where the case may be.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say next year's in Ohio, right? Yes sir. Oh is that is it is it on the calendar or you're still uh still trying to decide
1: so my my decision will come once the my my decision will be official once the registration page comes up. I mean now I'm not paying for it. So that the financial part is not an excuse, uh, and and I made a promise to myself that I'm I'm gonna do this. Yeah, you know I, I'm not, I, I don't drink. I made an oath to myself that I'm not gonna consume a sip of alcohol until I finish this thing. You know, uh, over here at Goruck we do this thing called a Ram's Horn, uh, where like when we hire new employees, they get a Ram's Horn and they they drink beer out of it, and I think it's like never washed. It's disgusting, but it's like a traditional thing. But um, that's not happening for me until until the day comes, yeah. and I say I say true to to that to that promise until either I break that promise, yeah. which I don't plan on doing so, or or ultimately I finish this thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Ohio is a, a a different deal. Same same event, different different set of challenges. For sure, yes,
2: so.
0: but well, dude, uh, I look forward to to seeing you finish it, man. I, that'll be a, an awesome day to see you get that patch.
1: I appreciate the support,
0: so, like,
1: wholeheartedly I do. think.
0: More recently, though, man, you got uh, you got a cool new employee experience of going out to the uh, was it the Rogue Invitational this past weekend? Yes, it was.
1: Uh, I had a blast there. I had the Privilege to to meet some uh crosser athletes. Really, it was just two. I met Rich Froning and Tia Tumi, which I was completely thrown off by when I, when I saw them in person. <laughs> Fanboying a little bit here, but yeah. you know, I, th- those athletes like those that are, are like the kind of athletes I look up to. Athletes that do something really hard, yeah. you know, whether whether it be finishing selection or winning the crosser games, Gillette Games. World's toughest mother. Where the where the case may be, those kind of athletes are the are the kind of that I look up towards to the ones that that you know put the, put the work in, and they gave it their all, and ultimately they they finish or they win, right? Because yeah. you know I I do love the the goruck aspect of you know it's a team event, uh, you finish as a team, right? But for a while you know I've never I never really won anything. Not, 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 I think the only, the only thing I've ever won was this uh, event I did at, at my ROTC unit, um, which I, which is the only time I remember really busting my ass for, um, and and winning. That was my that was my first sense of actually winning something, and ultimately coming out. What I take from that is just the hard work that that gets put into to that, you know, yeah. and that and that tunnel vision that you give yourself. And you, you saying to yourself, "I'm, I'm gonna win this. I'm gonna win this. I want to finish this." Yeah. You know, it's that's just. It, it comes with a lot of taxing things because you know it's easier said than done, right? If if you're gonna bust your ass, you can't half it, right? Yeah. You have gotta put every single ounce of energy, even even if people gonna, is even if people are gonna start hating you for it, you have to put every single ounce of it. You have to sacrifice a lot, even.
0: I mean, you look at these, you know, these specials about Jordan. I know, you know, there's been a lot of Kobe stuff since he passed. Right. But most of the time, regardless of the genre, you hear people talk about these great champions. They don't ever talk about what a great friend, what a great guy they were, how nice they were. Uh, You know, teammates, guys that won rings with these guys talk about how hard they were to be around. But it was because it was you were going to come up to their level.
1: Yeah, I, it, that, that's 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 just a fraction of the amount of sacrifice it takes. Because you know, the, the sacrifice could mean you know not 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 going out with your spouse or or you're just training. You can't make time for other people or for yourself. You know, which is a very hard decision to make. Yeah, you know, and at that point you got you got to evaluate the worth of of that. You know, and when you 're so far into into that that process you you really do do not want to afford losing everything yeah
0: right this um uh, you know the cool thing about the uh, the rogue invitation,'ll going back to that is I, I think this is uh, if i've got my math right probably like the third year that really there's kind of been like a, a go ruck or a rucking component in some of that partnership um, and it's really been cool to see that that grow because I know one of the you know one of the goals at go ruck has been really to establish the sport of rucking you know in in a world where golf is a sport and pools a sport and now cornhole is a sport 100% rucking should be uh, a sport but so being out there with those those crossfit athletes and some of the best in the world and and working that from the go ruck side um how, what do you, what did you feel like the vibe is from the athletes like towards and around go ruck at this point because i feel like it's really grown over the last few years so I wasn't
1: directly uh, correlated to just the athletes, but just the people who who are aware of it now, yeah. you know, like, like not, not just the athletes, but the people who came by our tents and done the, the challenges, like the workout challenges, you know, they got to try to rock on for the first time and do some workouts with our sandbags or kettlebells, uh, you know, the fact that that rocking is now in their lives because a lot of people did not know what rocking was, until until then, you know that that that's I feel like that's what matters most. You know, Bring that awareness, you know, and also to to other brands as well, partnering with with other brands and and companies, to just spread that awareness of sport of rocking, yeah. You know, and and that 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 just brings a huge smile to my face because I thought that you know this is something I just did by myself uh, at the beach with a military pack and a, and a pig egg, you know, and then I find this community of people who just love to do this kind of stuff yeah uh the more uh, ergonomic style of of a pack right and you using steel plates and and rucksacks specifically made for rucking you know that that kind of opens your eyes to, to a whole other thing like okay this is gonna be an actual sport you know so i think i think that i think that's pretty pretty cool to see how how it's now grown to something of you know not not across the communities is into it um you have other brands, uh, other companies that are, that are getting into it. I feel like it really spiked up when ever since Sandlot happened. Once we had yeah. more eyes exposed to to go ruck and the sport of rucking.
0: Yeah. Well, and to That's have funny. you you know to have people like Kelly Starrett there. And to get it and be in on it and be pushing it and Michael Easter and Melissa Urban and Jason Kalipa these big names in other areas to have Tim Kennedy out there and get it right and now even to see where it's carrying on farther uh, you know with Peter Atia who's this you know big name doctor big in the name of longevity big following on some of the world's biggest platforms and here you've got Atia posting about rucking all the time now sitting down talking rucking uh, with Michael Easter it's just awesome to to see that growth
1: yeah i I agree you know it's it's almost it almost feels unreal because it's so it's so awesome it feels unreal yeah you know it's it's one of those things right like like just knowing that people are they have awareness of this of this sport of putting weight on your back and go for a walk or or run whatever the case may be which most people would think is a crazy idea you know like why why would i do that to myself you know yeah but then you see these communities of people that that do it and then you're like okay maybe maybe i'll try it yeah you know maybe i try will it on and see how it is and people start off with you know moderate weight 10 20 pounds and then next you know they do the first event and then their you know paths spread out through there you know doing doing other uh kinds of endurance events or whatever the case may be yeah you know I'm just happy to see that it's growing. Um and I like to spread awareness as much as I can, whether it be a person on the street while I'm rucking, asking what I'm doing, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm 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 going for a walk <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> with
1: some way on my back. It's called rucking, right? Um either to that or, or, you know, volunteering at the Rogue Invitational. That was that was an amazing opportunity for, for spreading that awareness and I, I, I loved I loved every single moment of it.
0: Yeah. No, we're, I, I've been a big fan for, for a long time. I've talked about it on many podcasts. As a podcast, we're big fan supporters, obviously affiliates. Encourage everybody, one hundred percent. Just give it a go, even if that's not an event, even if that's not with a, a, a you know, a go ruck pack, even if it's you know, it's not you throw some books in, in a backpack, throw throw a brick or two in a backpack. Um, you'll be surprised what it'll do for you, especially if you invite somebody to go with you. It's not like jogging. I think we all recognize as a species that jogging and running is the absolute worst. Uh, I'll debate this with uh, Emily until the day I die. Uh, Running (laughs) and jogging is the worst. You know what you don't see when people are out running? Smiles. Uh, Emily's tried to sell me on this runner's high. I don't believe it exists. It's a myth. But I believe in a rucking high. I believe in getting the same kind of aerobic benefit and strength benefit that you would get from jogging with less impact and while you can actually talk to a friend, uh, you know, and while your eyes aren't bouncing up and down, like there's just no downside to rocking. It's just awesome. It's all upside. And we, I, I always encourage listeners, if it sounds crazy, cool, just give it a go. You don't know what it is till you do it. Just give it a go.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and so people who hate running, right? Give, give rock running a try <laughs> and then you'll, you'll appreciate running then you know because hate running try rock running and then you learn to love running because i used to hate running and every, every time i do a workout at my crossfit box and it's just like a mile run or just a lap around the block people are like oh my god running running i'm like, I'm just here like well at least it's not 50 miles or at least i don't have 100 pounds on my back i'm doing this for time yeah. you know there, there's things to appreciate and stuff like that but ultimately you know if if you still hate it running at that point you know rucking is at the end of the day, just
0: walking with yeah. weight your back. You know. Yeah, for sure. So listen, let's let's do this, right? As the as the 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 babyface poster child of go ruck, right? T- tis the season, right? The sa- the sales are coming up, Christmas shopping's going down, the Solid Seven Podcast is an affiliate. I've always said uh the affiliate link is a great way to support the podcast. If somebody's too, you know, cheap uh to become a Patreon supporter. Uh, using our affiliate link is a great way to go. So, uh, what's your, uh, what's your recommended like Christmas gear list? If somebody is going to go to solid seven podcast.com, click on the go ruck link. What, uh, what's the, what are the must haves for gear for gear? Well, keep
1: it simple, right? I, I would definitely just go for the rucker and a ruck plate, right? If you really want to spice things up, buy a sandbag. could be a simple sandbag if you're really on a budget,
0: you know? Those
1: are my top recommended items.
0: There's there's a lot that you. I mean, those two items, um, or maybe if you if you're already getting a ruck with a with a weight, uh, maybe get a, a sandbag kettlebell. You yeah. you're you've got a pretty great home gym in those two things.
1: I agree, because uh, if, if you just buy a ruck, right, it could be a rucker or a GR1 per se. You know, you could just put books in there. Um, or you could put it off branded plates, where you could just get a plate from the the commercial gym or the CrossFit box that you're at, and just go for a few miles with that. You know, yeah. that's it's the same deal, right? It's, you're you're keeping it simple. Um, it, it doesn't you don't you don't need much to to rock, right? You just need yeah. weight on.
2: Yeah, and, so and definitely,
1: I definitely go with the rucker to to start off with, and then maybe buy the plate or sandbag or sand kettlebell to put inside it if you're if it plate's not an option. um, there's, there's, there's ways to, to, to pull this out.
0: I think the most important thing to remember here as, as you're getting started, and I think Gabe will agree, is that no matter what you buy, is that you go through solid and use our link when you buy it so that we get to wet our beak a little bit. Just a little bit of love for the podcast. That's all I'm sure you could just go to goruck.com, but don't. Go to solid 7 Pod... It's one extra click, solid Then you click our goruck link. And the podcast gets some love. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, definitely do that. Uh, these guys ha- are, are awesome. Um, nothing but awesomeness. So definitely go through their link. It'll, it'll help them out, and ultimately you will be spreading the awareness of rucking, right?
0: <laughs> or, or you can always just hang out around Go Ruck so long that you get a job, and then you get the steep discount <laughs> on the gear. You can go. You can go. Yeah. The, you can go the gay route and just hang out in uh, Jacks Beach until they hire you. So well Gabe it's awesome uh for you to come on man I know like I I know selections really you know it's it's it really is kind of a personal experience um I feel like where it's I think it's really unique and so I really appreciate you coming on uh to share that to to talk go with us to share what that experience has been for you what it's meant for you Man, uh, I do. Uh, I, I I hope. Uh, I look forward. You know, uh, to a, a selection finish in your future, man, for sure.
1: I appreciate that greatly, and, and thanks for having me on this podcast. It's My first one, uh, <laughs> a little nervous coming in, but also had no idea what to expect, so uh, it was, oh, it was well, pretty. Fun experience.
0: Just be be prepared for the the stalkers and the fan mail, man. It's all it's all coming now that you've you've been on here. <laughs> so. But uh, listeners, appreciate you tuning in. As always, uh, do visit the website, solid7podcast.com, solid7podcast.com. Uh, you'll find links to the latest episodes like this. There are uh, links to our affiliate programs right there. Our link to GoRuck is right there. And uh, any event you register for, any gear you buy, a little piece of that will come back to support the podcast. Of course, if you want to snag some Jocko Go like we had today, you can do that on there too. And you get a promo code. For 10% off their solid seven S O L 7 at uh, Jocko Fuel and Origin USA will get you a discount. Links to uh, Chad 1000X, 100%. Join us. Join the team at GORUCK. Join the team at uh, the Step Up Foundation and Sarah Wilkinson uh, in doing the Chad 1000X workout, supporting that, helping to support their, their uh, work and their research into uh, just veteran suicide and really just mental health. Uh, awareness and the work they're doing to, to change that number. Great cause. So the link to Chad 1000 X is on there uh, and step up foundation as well. So check those out uh, cause it, it is the season. And if you are just really loving what you're hearing and want to support what we're doing, you can always uh, hit the link to Patreon and uh, become a supporter. Uh, supporters got to listen into this recording live and can even chat with us. Uh, there's a, a mug up for grabs there for Patreon supporters and just uh, all kinds of, of bonus content and stuff like that. So Uh, Check that out. And of course, we'll take any kind of thumbs up, five star rating, good reviews, anything less than five stars. Just don't waste your your time's worth more than that. You know, really, if you're doing a review, it ought to be a five star review. So, Gabe, really appreciate you, man. Look forward to seeing you at HQ, out at events uh, here soon, man.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. You have a good one.
0: Sounds good. Thanks, listeners. We're out. The Solid 7 podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission, if you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today, and you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order get on the path, and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.